Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, last Thursday, to wrap up the month of June, USDA released their planted acreage and grain stocks reports. The USDA acreage report shows farmers have planted 89.9 million acres of corn, down 4% from last year. Soybean planted area for 2022 came in as a surprise at an estimated 88.3 million acres, 1% higher than last year. That was down from the March estimate of 90.95. The all-wheat planted area estimated to be 47.1 million acres, 1% higher than last year. If realized, this represents the fifth lowest all-wheat planted area since records began in 1919. The 2022 winter wheat planted area is 34 million acres, 1% higher than last year. Because of planting delays in Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota, the acreage numbers will be updated in August. Corn stocks at all positions totaled 4.35 billion bushels on June 1st, up 6% from last year. Soybean stored in all positions total 971 million bushels, up 26% from last year. Old crop all wheat in all positions total 660 million bushels, 22% lower than 2021. Arlen Suderman is the chief commodities economist at Stone X. I talked with him after the release of the USDA reports, and I asked Arlen Suderman if he thought the soybean anchorage number was the biggest surprise out of USDA's numbers on June 30th, and he agreed. The USDA dropped soybean acreage by more than 2.6 million acres. We anticipated that corn acres would see the biggest drop. Um, the trade was looking for an increase in corn acres, and, and, and that's a case where the trade was convinced that USDA had reported its March number. You know, every time that you do a survey, there's a range and there's an error range. When you look at a poll, a political poll, they say these are the results plus or minus. 3.5% or whatever, depending on how many people they surveyed, we would anticipate that the, that range of possibility would be much smaller with farmers where they surveyed 60,000 farmers. So it'd be in the 1% to 2% range, but that could be 1 to 2 million acres. So in this case, it appears that the industry was right, that USDA understated corn acres in March and overstated soybeans, and that got reversed in this report corn acres going up modestly, even though we know they lost some planted acres because of weather, that'll probably be picked up a little bit more when they resurvey Minnesota and the Dakotas after USDA said it was too early for farmers when they surveyed to know what they were going to do with their final corn acres and soybean acres in those states, and they'll report those results in their August WASDE report. So we could see corn numbers come back down a little bit again. Um, Soybean acres very modestly come back up. But basically, this really tightens up the balance sheet for soybeans, reducing potential production by better than 150 million bushels. Suderman also shares some thoughts on the grain stocks numbers. Stocks numbers are pretty much a non-event with the estimates coming in almost exactly with what the trade expected, uh, plus or minus three to you know two to five million bushels. Uh, that's very minor. The big focus is going to be on those acreage numbers and on the weather going forward. And of course, all of this will be factored into WASD's balance sheets on the July crop report that comes out on the 12th. Again, that's Arlen Suderman, Chief Commodities Economist at Stonex. 
Joe Vaklovic, president of Standard Grain in Tennessee, says the unexpected numbers again came in soybeans and wheat. And he said this year's acreage report came with that caveat of a resurvey in the Northern Plains. USDA at the very top of the report said that they had trouble essentially surveying the Dakotas and Minnesota and that they would resurvey those states during the month of July and then report the results in August. So I think we kind of knew going in that up north it was going to be really difficult to tally those acreage numbers. When you look at North Dakota in particular, you saw a pretty drastic decline in both corn and soybean acreage. Vakovic says there were some surprises in the wheat numbers too. Spring wheat and Durham were both above the average trade. Yes, spring wheat in particular, 11.1. That was like 200,000 above the average trade guess, or a little bit less than that, I guess, but it was above the average trade guess, still below March intentions. Durham was above March intentions and above the average trade guess, so maybe a little bit of switching in the north out of corn and soybeans into spring wheat, Durham, those sort of things, um, which I guess is not totally surprising. And Vakovic was one of several market analysts who expected to see more corn acres in this month's report. If you look at the map of where acreage was essentially won and lost versus March, corn acreage was increased versus versus March intentions in Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Wisconsin, unchanged in Illinois and Indiana, higher in Ohio, but then drastically lower in North Dakota and also drastically lower in South Dakota. Corn acreage versus March down 17% in North Dakota versus March down 5% in South Dakota. There were some instances in some places where corn acreage was higher than March, but I thought maybe you'd see more of that in Illinois and Iowa and Indiana. You really didn't. Again, that's Joe Vaklovic of Standard Grain in Nashville, Tennessee. Brian Doherty, Senior Market Advisor at Total Farm Marketing in Wisconsin, joined me to talk after the report as well. As we saw the corn market move lower after the report and corn threatening around its 200-day moving average, I asked Brian whether or not we were going to find a bottom still above $6 in new crop corn or if the floor could come out from under us. What were his thoughts or is it something we didn't know yet? And here was Brian's answer. Well, great, great question. Remember, we came from a high level, so that's one thing, too. You had a lot of buildup of of just everything in commodities and inflation driving the market, or at least rationalizing why, why you're buying the market. But when we look back historically, I went back and looked at 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. So in each of those years, we've had some sort of a drop-off or pullback, and I call it from the spring high to the summer low. And on average, that's about 25% in corn. So if we take the 767 high in corn, it's actually just a sliver under 25%. Uh, percent. So if I take 767, Jesse, and again, work the math, um, and use even a 24% dropout, uh, that's about 583. So if you use 25%, you're around that 575 level. Um, and so now today with December corn closing at 620, all of a sudden that's in reach. Now, for some of us, myself included, the speed at which it seems to want to get there is pretty abrupt considering we've got mm, a crop that's got okay ratings, have actually gone backwards the last two weeks. A lot of dry in the eastern corn belt, a lot of dry in the western corn belt. So these much advertised rains really need to materialize. Otherwise, I, I just can't help but think you've got a late crop and a small crop in size that'll be challenged. And Doherty ended with this advice. 
take a look at your crop conditions. If you're light on sales, I don't know if I'd jump in right now, but if you're light on sales, it may still be tempting given that downside projection of both corn and beans. I didn't give the bean one, but you hope that your early sales are your worst. And yet you might look out your back window and see a pretty good crop coming. So at least you got that as a backdrop. And that's Brian Doherty, Senior Market Advisor at Total Farm Marketing. That's going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.